This is your host, T. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Geek Vibes Nation. Geek Vibes Nation. 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 The Top 10. The Top 10. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to this, hopefully you're just listening. Um, This is the Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation. And as always, I'm your host, Tia. And I have with me the amazing Brittany. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. I feel uh, bad because the cats aren't really allowed in the stream room anymore. So... (laughs) You know, I'm not surrounded by my uh, faithful feline companions. Why aren't they allowed in the game room anymore? Because the other day, well, not the other day, um, they have a habit of playing with the cables of my very expensive computer, and sometimes they like to chew. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I just replaced uh, my headset uh, because they chewed through the cable and Aaron had uh, rewired it for me as a temporary fix. And that only lasted so long. So guess what? We, uh, I had to spend $150 on a new headset. So the cats aren't allowed in here right now. <laughs> I don't blame you when we first got Lady. I can't say for the cats because, you know, Polly had them for a few years before we moved in with each other. But when we first got Lady, she was chewing through everything. So many of my phone chargers were oh, like man. the tips were bitten off. And so it got to a point where we couldn't keep any of, say, the phone chargers in the walls anymore because we used to. We had to take them out, and thankfully she doesn't do that anymore, but that was not a fun time. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know what's bad is, like, if you keep those things away from them for a while, they you start to kind of ease back into doing it, because you're like, oh, they're behaved, they're not doing it anymore, and then the moment you turn your back, they're back at it again. They, they earned your trust just to break it again. Yeah, I know. It's so annoying. Um it's like, why? How does that, like, feel good, taste good? And don't you know that you could electrocute yourself? I mean, I think of so many things. <laughs> You're like, you have so many toys, but this is what you choose to do? And that's how it is all the time. I mean, when I was younger, right, my grandma used to tell my mom, why do you buy her toys? She just plays with rocks. And I feel that, <laughs> and I feel that way with the animals because you go and buy them toys, and you know what entertains them? Uh, like bottle cap. That's what entertains them. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what entertains them. So it's like, why do I bother spending money on toys for you guys? But I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whatever. (laughs) Brittany and I are coming back for the top 10, and we are doing the top 10 best animated shows. Um, I don't know if we've done this topic before. I've I've realized that we've probably come to a point where we're doing a little bit of repeats, but repeats from like a year or so ago. So I can't remember if we've done this, but either way, I'm very excited for it. Um, I think I told you that growing up, I watched animated shows 
for way longer than other kids my age. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you go through that transition of watching animated shit like cartoons and then you switch to say live action things because you're an adult now and cartoons are for kids um i didn't have that moment (laughs) until later everyone was watching degrassi and malcolm in the middle and shit like that and i'm like i'm still watching bugs bunny and crap You remember, I didn't start really watch watching like thing like live action things until we became friends and you introduced me to uh, Wallace. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, that was me. So I feel very in tuned with this uh, this category. I feel like I'm having a moment in my life where I'm enjoying all the things that I enjoyed when I was younger because I'm like, why am I trying to fool myself? (laughs) (laughs) I know there's just so much like good stuff back from the past where you're like, sometimes you like to live it. It's like like, I wanted to play SSX Tricky because I was like, well, man, Tia loves it so much. Maybe I should give it a shot, which I want (laughs) to play more, but I swear if that bitch pushes me one more time, I swear to God. But that's the whole point of the game is that you shove people down. They shove you down. So that makes it a little more interesting. Those bastards. (laughs) Um, (laughs) While Brittany has been playing SSX Tricky, which I have as well. I did this thing where the other day I literally went through all of the SSX games because I know I talk a lot about SSX Tricky, but there were about six games in the franchise. So I went back the other day and kind of played each one a little to see what the differences were. And I compiled an article ranking them. And wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny, though. And I would say that SSX Tricky still holds up to be the best one out of the franchise. Like, gameplay-wise, even, right? Um, but I was going to say I've also been talking about Blast from the Past Um, Polly has been playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Um, so there's a Blast from the Past (laughs) and and I've been playing GTA 4 because why the hell not so it's been fun it's been a lot of fun Um, I will say that I'm I don't know. It's fun being a gamer. I I can see why you like it so much, Brittany. Me? I've never played a video game in my life, Tia. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Games are for losers. Oh my gosh. She says this as tomorrow night. She'll be probably on Twitch for about um, five to six hours. (laughs) Oh man, I have to take a small break right now between finals time, but you know how it is. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, I have to admit to you, right, and I can say this as a 31-year-old who has been out of school for, what, nine years at this point? Um, Maybe longer? No, nine years. Um, I wasn't very much of, like, a studier, right? I hear you, Cindy, other people who are like, I need to block out hours to study. I need to study tonight. And I never was like that. I was like... I'll read over my notes an hour before the test. <laughs> I know. You know, I used to be able to do that, but it's just like now I have the stress of like, man, 
I have to pay for this. So if I fuck up, I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, that's just going to be longer. And that's just as like an adult brain where I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And I was going to say like me saying that is no way a flex. Like I'm not sitting there saying that, like I was so smart. I, no, that was, no, just no, me. I that was just me being like the ultimate procrastinator <laughs> and lazy person. Um, but I will say that I always generally got like average grades. So I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, for, I'll take it. for doing almost the bare minimum for not failing, I, I felt pretty good about that one. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, you got your degree. I got my degree and that's all that matters to me. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like all these years later, right, when you're first doing all that, you think that it's so important and then once you get the piece of paper it's like oh who cares how I got it at least I got it I feel like I'm at the point of so much stress with it I'm at the point where I'm like once the stress is off of me how long will it take me to return back to a normal non-stressed mode like uh and it's kind of a different subject than what we're on but I'm just gonna laugh and say they're like, oh yeah, you don't want. We don't want you to stress over finals, but also we're going to assign a project that you have a week to do, and it's worth forty percent of your final grade, and we're going to put you in a group. And I'm like, ah, thanks, thanks. That's real, real nice of you. Thank you. I will say that I hated working in groups, and they always say, oh, this is to prepare you for the real world, where you'll have to work with people um you know when you're at jobs and everything but no all working a group showed me is that there are always going to be lazy fucks and then people like yourself or I who have to pick up the slack for everyone else like that's what it showed me um nothing <laughs> you know what I'm saying like at least and, uh, I don't know I, I was in a group one time for a class where there was four of us and by the end of the semester, I was the only one left because I think two of them literally dropped out of the class. And then the other one, like, didn't tell me and said that they were going to join this other group because all their friends were in that group. And I'm like, okay. That's then. not a good excuse. That's not a good excuse. So literally the day before, and so I remember going, this is like way off topic, but I remember going to my professor and telling him, like, you know, this other person just hopped to another group. It's just me. And this was literally the day before. Oh, and that's right. Because enough. So one of the people who dropped out of the class who was in my group literally dropped out two days before the presentation. So I went to my teacher and I was like, it's just me. And then there was this other kid who the same, like something similar happened to them. And pretty much like long story short, I just allowed this person to hop onto my presentation because I had already done, you know, the slideshow and all that. I was like, all you need to do literally is just read off of the slides. And I didn't care. You're, at that point. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to save your grade. I've already done it, buddy. Oh my gosh. So ridiculous. But anyway, that's not our top 10. Our top 10, as I said, is the top 10 <laughs> <laughs> best animated shows um of course let me take a moment to give a quick shout out over to our friends over at stranger damies stranger damies is a real D play podcast from the main damie family of podcasts 
Um, they stream every Wednesday. They're in the middle of their second campaign. They're amazing people, Anthony, Mark, Dan. They're also um, joined by a plethora of other friends, including Dan's amazing wife, Jen, who also is part of the Game Vault podcast. And that's another podcast that you can check out. Um, and they also do live streams on Twitch. And of course, my favorite podcast is They Call This a Movie with Aunt Dan and Mark, where they talk about old movies and kind of roast them or praise them. So make sure you check that out as well. They're part of the Geek Vibes Nation family. And we love everyone who is a part of our family. By the way, quick interjection, right? On our YouTube page, Geek Vibes Podcast, we have officially hit 1,000 subscribers, so that's awesome. (laughs) For those who are listening and are subscribed, thank you so much. That means so much to us. If you're not subscribed, go over and do that. Join it. You'll be part of the 1,000-mile high club. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I was going to laugh earlier when you were talking about Dan. I'm like, Dan's going to kill me one day if I cannot. I don't know why his last name is so freaking hard for me to pronounce. I struggle so hard, Tia. I'm just going to blame it on Arkansas. Aquino. 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 Dan Aquino. Dan Aquino, Mark Myers, Anthony. It's it's Dan Aquino, Mark Myers, and Anthony Del Vecchio. Can you say that one? Which one? Del Vecchio. Del Vecchio. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a show with like uh, reading with Brittany. No, no, pronunciation with Brittany. <laughs> Dude, hey, I'm blaming it on having speech therapy for how many years? I will, I will, I will take that. I'll die with that, Tia. I'm it's, blaming it on that. It's listen. When I quick story, when I was younger, right? My mom has, you know, my mom is so fortunate like I am to have really close friends who she's known for most of her life and one of her friends I won't say names um it's not a bad story but you know one of her friends lives in Connecticut and she has this son that you know we're around the same age group so I wouldn't say that we necessarily grew up with each other because we didn't see each other all the time but we saw each other fair enough right And, you know, her son back in the day, he's fine right now, right? But, you know, back in the day, he was a boy being a little shit and everything. And he was making fun of the way that I talked. And he was like, because I said something like, and I had to be like 10. It's not like we were adults, you know? And I said dog. And he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know there was a W in dog. And I was like... Oh, shit. What the <laughs> And I was like, I'm saying it correctly. And he was like, say dog. And I was like, dog. And he was like, dog. And I was like, dog. I can't, I can't even say it now. It's dog. <laughs> it's dog. Um, I think I, I always just had a problem with S's. I, I don't even remember how I used to say it. So that's why sometimes my S's are super sharp because I had to talk like that all through speech therapy. They like, like ream your brain that the S's is a sharp snake sound and i remember that so vividly and i'm just like you fuckers i couldn't say ths growing up when i was in kindergarten 
I couldn't say say bum. I couldn't say things like mother. Um, That's why you hear me saying even to this day. I mean, I can say it now, but just so used to calling mom like ma, because I never said that was just an Italian thing. (laughs) No, I just never said mother because I. So again, another quick story. This is just like the introduction of quick stories. Um, What you call it? It was like kindergarten, you know, when you're like in younger grades, they do stupid things like you have to put on like performances or something. So I guess it was like the end of the year, like performance to, I guess, talk about what we did. I don't know. I don't fucking know. You got to ask my mom, right? Why we were doing this. But I was supposed to be the person that like, you know, you're in the group and like each kid steps up and they say like, what happened? You know, a little highlight. And my highlight was to say, what we did for Mother's Day. And I had oh, to say no. mother, but I couldn't say mother. And I tried to practice it. But anyway, it came out as me saying Mother's Day. My mother's oh Mother's Day. Ask my mom that. I have no idea why we did, but I said mother because I could not pronounce my THs. <laughs> I couldn't really read as a kid. I had a lot of tutors um, helping me. So you were in speech therapy. I couldn't fucking read. Um, it's it's actually. I know we have a podcast. I was going to say it's great. It's actually fantastic that we grew up not only being writers, uh, being podcasters, being on YouTube, being on Twitch. It's like look at us now. <laughs> look, I can talk. I can talk. Um, but. Yeah let's use those talking skills and go right into our top 10 Brittany why don't you start us off with number 10 on our list of the best animated shows you like that transition yeah yeah I like that transition sorry I'm just I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing with you um <laughs> I'm going to go with an oldie but a goodie I'm going to go with the X-Men animated series mm girl you didn't you didn't you grow up obsessed with it i grew up watching x-men evolution actually oh i think that's the one i meant yeah it's that it's that one that one was so good because i think as kids like we always want to be born like special we want to always cool about us something that stands out and I think the reason I liked X-Men so much, you know, or, you know, X-Men Evolution, because I remember, I always get them confused because there was the much, like, older one that I don't remember well, but then there was X-Men Evolution. And I think the thought of, like, oh, we could really, like, I don't know, like, the thought of, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to suddenly get powers one day. It's like uh, my memo. Uh, she, like, growing up, because, you know, early 90s all that good stuff she had she owned a tanning bed right and she kept this thing forever nobody used it right this thing is the thing is older than I am right (laughs) I was so obsessed with x-men that I wouldn't turn it on but I would like to sleep in it right she'd make me like a pallet uh, you know, we'd call it a pallet, but, you know, like, putting a blanket down and, like, a pillow, and I would close it, and I would pretend I was an X-Men, like, being <laughs> experimented on. <laughs> I love that you just admitted that on a podcast that people are going to hear and listen to. Oh, yes. 
remember I had to be like under 10 years old I was so like because you know I didn't even think about fan fiction or anything until my older brother one time was like if you close your eyes and imagine a story of like putting yourself in a your favorite show you know it'll help you go to sleep and I was like oh that's great and I started thinking of fan fiction and then I started thinking of that and then I was watching X-Men so I like to pretend I was uh I was an X-Men. <laughs> but yeah, that's how much I loved X-Men growing up. Because the thought of just having like mutant powers that could erupt at any point, you know what I mean? was such like a cool thing. And, you know, a lot of times it would show like the person coming into their power. Do you remember Spike? Mm, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because there was a relation between, uh, who was he related to? I think it was like cousins or something, but to somebody in there. Or it was just like, I kind of adopted what, I'm trying to remember. But like, he was in it and he was like coming into his powers. And Spike would have like these like bone growths on him, right? And just like watching like, like, oh yeah, you could produce these spikes, from his body but i think there's at some point that his body started like producing um like like going through an evolution like getting stronger and i don't know i just thought that was so neat i so x-men just to make sure like we're on the same page right x-men evolution is the one where they're in high school yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah that's the one i grew up on and that's you know everyone has i guess what their like touchstone is for these characters and I feel a lot of that comes from X-Men Evolution like X-Men Evolution is still my favorite rendition of Rogue um I loved um Nightcrawler in X-Men Evolution I mean I loved all of them I loved their powers uh Cyclops Jean Grey I loved Magneto uh Wolverine Storm I just absolutely loved that show and you're right um I think that a lot of us sit there when we're younger and think like, you know, maybe it could happen to me. <laughs> maybe really, really, like you're like holding out hope. You're like, holding you're, like, like Dragon Ball Z, where you like remember that episode where uh, you know Gohan's trying to teach uh, Videl how to fly and like mm-hmm. explain how to do it, and you're like, maybe I could do that. Oh, by the way, quick side notes: uh, Storm was his aunt. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, I mean, it's it's been a while since I've seen it, so obviously I don't remember everything, but I just... No, I get you, I get you. um, Yeah, I mean, I love this show. As I said, these were my X-Men. Before the live-action X-Men came out, before the new X-Men came out, I mean, these were my X-Men, and it's funny, I feel in a lot of ways, um, when I imagine these characters, I still hold it to X-Men Evolution. And I'm sure, I know people love X-Men the Animated Series, the one that came beforehand. And they hold that to be like the holy grail of X-Men animation. But for me, I loved Evolution. I guess because I was growing up, I don't think I was in high school right at the moment it was coming out. But I think I was going into it or maybe at least imagining that that was what high school was like. Maybe I'll get powers when I go into high school. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I'm just sitting there and like, and everybody loved high school shit. Because remember Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide? I was obsessed with it because it was like school theme. And I was thinking about how school was going to be so much better this year. It never was. But, you know. Well, I mean, that's, remember when we did the podcast where we talked about the top 10 worst couples and I was talking about Veronica Mars. And I was like, yeah. I think the reason why it was so popular is because a lot of people who were in high school at that age or maybe going into high school were watching that and obsessed obsessed with, you know, what high school is going to be like. And it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> well, like you, but your high school didn't have sushi, you pleb. You uh, I mean you didn't have that? Can I... I know that's such, like, a minor detail to be so, like, harped on, and I'm sure that there's some, like, upscale high schools that have crazy shit like that, but it's so unrealistic to the average kid going to high school that I was like, why not show something a little bit more relatable? Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you about my, can can I take a quick break to tell tell you about my high school lunches? Because they were awful. They were so bad. First of all, there was really no variety. It almost was like every day you could get a hamburger. And they were like the nastiest looking hamburgers that were literally swimming in grease. Um, And the only good thing about the high school lunches was that every once in a while you got the option for tater tots. That was it. To me, it was like either you got a hamburger. That your love of tots. Holy shit. I see where it started. <laughs> I love tots so much that we were, you would get, you know, you're online, right? And you go up to the thing and you're like, okay, I want, you know, whatever, either a sandwich or blah, blah, blah. And I want tots, right? And then the line would take so long because there's only one woman at the cash register and she can't see what's going on. So you're literally eating all of your tops before you get there. So you only have to pay for the hamburger. <laughs> oh, my God, too, you monster. I wasn't the only one who did that. You, you best believe you I got that. You best believe I got that idea from other people. It's not like I made that shit up. <laughs> uh, uh. I, uh, I just remembered uh, that for the kids that, like, you know, because we're not going to let kids just not eat. They would always uh, make, like, PB&J sandwiches for them instead. And I like those so much more than the actual food, uh, you know, than the little cafeteria and stuff. But I became really good friends with the cafeteria lady. And I was just like, could I have a PB&J instead? Because there was always so many extras. And she's like, yes, baby, you can have, you can have whatever you like. I don't know. Um, I can't remember if there was any option for people who didn't bring their food. I feel like my school didn't care. They're like too bad. Um, Sorry, you little fucker. You should. No, you actually no. I don't think there was an option because there were a few times that I like either had to, you know, not eat or. Um, ask someone to borrow money and be like can I borrow a few bucks you know or you tell the cashier like listen you know tomorrow I'll come back and give you money like obviously I'm here at school Uh, or you could get a fucking tab for it like where you ended up like you felt like owing the mafia money because they would hunt you down (laughs) money until you paid off your debt holy shit I just you're bringing back memories for me right now. <laughs> Not good memories. Not good memories. 
I okay. So one last thing. Um, the funny thing is, yeah, you, know, you know how there's always the other class that fucks everything up for you. <laughs> I yes. so in my high school, there used to be a thing that once you became a senior, you actually had the option to leave the school for lunch so that you could go out and get lunch and then come back. And I remember this because I remember being a freshman, junior, a sophomore, and seeing this happen because, like, kids would go, they'd get lunch, and, they, you know, you're sitting there like, man, they're going to the Chinese place down the street. They're getting pizza. This one person went to White Castle and brought, you know, everyone shit. Like, I can't wait till I'm a senior. Um, But the class above us, were such little shits that most of them didn't come back to school, you know, for the day. Or they... oh, no. So be- by the time I became a senior, they did away with that. They were like, you have to stay for lunch. Either you stay for lunch or, you know, don't take any, because when you were a senior in my high school, you had the option to not take classes after lunch because those classes were just electives. They're like, so either, you have to stay for lunch if you have classes after lunch or then just don't take any electives and then just go home. And it's like, you know, my parents were like, we're paying money. You better get yourself a freaking elective or two. You know? um, oh, I forgot. I can remember you went to a private school. Like, still crazy that they're like, well, I guess that's kind of like they're like, well, you pay went- to come here. You can pay to eat. I went to a Catholic school, so not a private school. When I think of a private school, I think of a school like in Veronica Mars. It was a Catholic school, oh, yeah, but school, basically. Yeah, but for those who don't know, Catholic school, especially in Yonkers, the archdiocese doesn't have a lot of money. A lot of Catholic schools close, and I actually remember being in high school and seeing a lot of Catholic schools around us close and wondering if we were going to be next. So it's not like oh, there's a lot. Of, so it's not like there was a lot of money. Um, so that's why we had hamburgers, swimming in Greece, and not sushi. <laughs> I just want to clear oh, that up a little. <laughs> oh, um, there, you know, I'm just saying. But anyway. Back to the point, X-Men Evolution, great way to start off this list, uh, brings back memories so much so that we could probably then go off and start talking about our high school experiences. All right. All right. So let me look. I was like, what am I doing? Why am I looking at my phone? My list. That's right. My list. My list. <laughs> It'd be good if I actually looked at it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Whatchamacallit. I'm gonna start with like a really old one and kind of you know just going for an easy one here, but it's gonna be the Looney Tunes and it's going to be and it's gonna be the original Looney Tunes, not the ones that they came out a few years ago, not the ones that they come out with now, because they come not Tiny Tunes, although Tiny Tunes wasn't that bad. I'm gonna I'm talking about I'm talking about the Looney Tunes that you grew up with when you were with your grandparents and they're all old and on syndication and those are the looney tunes that i'm talking about that's the bugs bunny that i love that's the daffy duck that i love i just it's just yeah i don't know i have so many fond memories i all i've said 
I'm sure I've said before on this podcast that I grew up with a very close relationship with my grandparents. I spent a lot of time with them and we would watch the Looney Tunes. And it a lot of it is nostalgia, of course, um, but still entertaining. I still think that they're entertaining because it's just ridiculous. Their whole shtick is that they're called Looney Tunes because they're all okay. lunatics. <laughs> I always like the Wiley Coyote. Oh my god. Didn't you ever feel bad for him and you just won yes, him one I day? Yeah, I wanted him to win. But his <laughs> winning would mean death for the Roadrunner, but I also feel like the Roadrunner pissed me off. I'm like, why can't you just die already and just beat him? Not for nothing, the Roadrunner was a little shit. And also, I always just thought it was funny that all these things that he bought never worked. It's like, wow. Acme is the worst ever company. Um, why? <laughs> All right. You know, there was a lot of times like, is it just a user error? Like, uh, and I still want to know what Acme stands for. Like, is it a company name? There's like a full story behind it, but I do not remember it. I don't unfortunately. remember. Can I tell you really quick? There is a grocery store chain here that has a few stores, not a lot. They took over once. Um, there's this other grocery store chain, AMP, years ago that like went under. And there's this new grocery store chain that's literally called Acme. And I'm like, why would you name, <laughs> my dumbass is like, why would you name your grocery store chain after a failed Looney Tunes company? <laughs> Their oh, product no. sucked. <laughs> Like that's where my head went. That's where my head went. Where I was like, "Why would you want to name your company after the shit that Wiley E. Coyote always got and could never like kill the Roadrunner with?" But anyway, um, I don't know. There were so many like great characters. I loved Foghorn Leghorn. He always reminded me of. I do declare. I do declare. He always reminded me for some reason of John Goodman. I don't know why. I, no, I can see it. I can see it. I just, <laughs> I like his accent. I was always like, we even laughed about it in the South because my thing is just that he doesn't speak like, um, like my kind of Southern, if that makes sense. He sounds like he's from Tennessee or something like that. I don't know. He'd be like, I do declare. <laughs> he almost sounds like Alabama more than anything. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, it, but it's that very like uh, old uh, kind of waspy money kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I you got I, me saying waspy now, bitch. I do. I do. Um. I liked him. I liked all of them. I can't say that there was, I mean, they were just all so freaking entertaining to me. Um, And there's so many things that, like, I remember, like, duck season, rabbit season, duck season. And then, like, I remember the episode where Daffy and Bugs Bunny teamed up finally against Elmer Fudd. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) They're finally... They're finally uh, getting together and using their powers for good. <laughs> did Did you not have a moment as a kid where you're like, "Is Daffy like related to Donald Duck or like?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, as a kid, you're like, 
kid you don't get like franchises or like and also you know it gave birth to space jam hell yeah i, I was gonna say i love space jam do you know i hear people nowadays like talk shit about the original space jam and i'm like you clearly didn't have a childhood because space jam was fucking awesome um oh, space jam was the, the shit nowadays it was fire it was fire i love it well you gotta remember like i i'm not a sports person especially really wasn't into watching sports as a kid even though i participate in them but you know who the hell michael jordan is you have to live under a rock to not know who michael jordan is so you're like all right here's michael jordan the biggest uh sports player of that moment teaming up with the looney tunes (laughs) it's so ridiculous it's great (laughs) you know and i feel like that was such like a golden age for that sport that it's kind of like i don't know it was just worth it it was so worth it did you see that they're coming out with another one (sighs) i hope it's good i I want to be hopeful but i'm also i'm old and bitter i i don't know about it because um First of all, so LeBron James is now the star, which is fine, but this is where my problem with the movie comes, okay? They actually released a trailer a few weeks ago, and at first, it looked pretty good, right? It was it was kind of a different plot, um, and it was, you know, LeBron needing to team up with the Looney Tunes, and at first it looked good, and then suddenly... It did what every movie does now because it can't keep... I don't know why people are so adverse to the old-school cartoon animation because it starts like that, and then suddenly they turn to 3D animation. And I'm sorry, that's, no! not, how, that's not how I like seeing my Looney Tunes. Like, they're the 2D animation. If you're going to do Space Jam, why not? It, it doesn't... Look, it's not going to look realistic whether you put them in 3D or not. Like, they're cartoons. You know why they did it? Because mm. it was probably fucking cheaper than hand-drawing it, the cheap bastards. Probably. it. That's what annoyed me, honestly. They lost me. I kind of was there at first. I said to myself, okay, this doesn't look that bad, actually. You know, maybe this will be a new Space Jam for a new generation. And then... They fucking ruined it, and I hated it. They juked you, Tia. They juked you. They did. They did. And so, you know, there's that. But whatever. I I hope it's good. So, I don't know. I But to me, the old Looney Tune, uh, the old Space Jam just reigns supreme. There's so many great moments from that. I love Lola Bunny. Um, <laughs> what was her Whoa. thing? Go ahead. Oh, wait, what'd you say? No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say on a side note, you know what I kind of like appreciated about Looney Tunes, especially the like the old the ones, is I remember my mama, she kept like, she had at some point bought like the box, I don't know if it was DVDs at this point or VHS, and like the old ones, and you know, Disney really tries to cover up their past, you know, yeah. about the kind of jokes they were making, but I remember as a kid, that they said, you know, we it basically gave a warning at the beginning because it was like the old original ones. They're like, this is more of like we leave this not to cover up our past, but to learn from our mistakes of what we used to have in that stuff. And I was like, they basically said, hey, yeah, we fucked up, you know, but 
we're not gonna hide it and I was like you know what I kind of respect that compared to Disney like I never did anything wrong ever in my entire life <laughs> I never made anything like that and it's like you and lying when, motherfucker and when you look back at their stuff you're like you made a lot of things <laughs> you made a lot <laughs> you did a lot of things I know oh man yeah I mean it I, I will say, like, as much as I'm praising Looney Tunes, and I still think it's such a fun cartoon to watch. There are things that, when you watch it, are outdated, obviously. Um, <laughs> so we learn from that. Um, we learn from it. So. I wasn't like to bring up that. I was just saying, like, as a respect for them, like, not covering it up like other animated uh, companies that we may know about. Yes, yes, I get you, I get you. Um, but yeah, I love Looney Tunes. Um, I do have actually a few DVDs of them. I don't think all of them, but you honestly can find them online. They're on YouTube. Go Google them. I see. I need to try to go through my memos things and see if she still had them or not because it's been so many years. But I was like, man, that box set. Like, I know you could like find them somewhere else, but at least it'd be sentimental. I'll tell you one other thing so that you know about me that's like just a little tidbit about me. I love Looney Tunes so much and obviously my favorite character was Bugs Bunny because every Saturday when my grandpa and I would watch Looney Tunes, my grandma would literally peel us carrots so that we could eat while we were watching Looney Tunes. Man, you had like the best childhood, didn't you? I did. I did. And that is hugely in part due to my grandma and grandpa. So yes, I had a very wonderful childhood. But um, yeah, so that's my number nine. And Brittany, what's your number eight? Um, Oh, man, let me see here. I have. Okay, I'm gonna go with another oldie but goodie. Um, And I'm really sorry if it's on your list to you. Uh, I'm gonna go with Justice League. I don't know if I want Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, but I'm oh, going with both. So good. I know. I I think that was another case of like how badly. Like I think most of my childhood ties to me just wanting to be a fucking superhero, and some weird fixation with being experimented on. Because that was another one. I don't. What's wrong with me? This is so much about my my present state of mind doesn't it to you um but, oh 100 um, yeah. <laughs> i love justice league though because i think you know we had grown up watching you know there was the superman animated series there was batman animated series there were all these ones but you never got to see them truly you know interact with one another very much so it was kind of cool because to us you know um our parents may have had, you know, their version of the Justice League, but for, you know, my age group, uh, but um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of the word, it's kind of like getting to see them all interact together like that was just insane, where you're like, oh man, uh, and Batman kind of simping over Wonder Woman kind of made my entire life, because there's such a you know, Stuart, Batman, you know, he's, he's, you know, a hard ass, but it's like, dude, he was something for Wonder Woman so fucking hard. Wait, because the thing though with that, right, because I feel like beforehand, 
I don't know where this came from, but it's like you were almost preconditioned to be like, oh, Superman gets with Wonder Woman because they're both like, you know, these for justice, you know, sort of characters, right? It just, you know, it's Superman and Wonder Woman, you know? And then you watch Justice yeah. League and you're like, man, it's all about Batman and Wonder Woman. <laughs> right. I think another thing was just like, um, you know, I always loved Batman, but, you know, I bet, like, you know, as a kid, I didn't care. But I wonder if people are like, how is Batman going to hold up with all these other characters? Then I was like, no, he was just, he was, he could beat everyone's ass. Like, it did not matter. And it was just, nice. uh, you know what I ended up loving even more than their interactions? The villain team-ups. The villains, like, just being They're fucking so idiots good. together was, like, hilarious. But also the times with, like, some of the villains were really good, really tragic. That was, and I that was the best Lex Luthor. That was the best. Oh, yeah. His voice, he will always be Lex Luthor to me. That was the best Lex Luthor. You had Mark Hamill come back as the Joker. Um, and not for nothing, I wanted to interject really quick. Like, I, I'm going to take this moment to bash, you know, the Snyder cut, right? It never oh, it never felt believable Ben Affleck's Batman was able to go toe-to-toe with the rest of the superpower Justice League. And he really did it. When you watch the movie, he really does not do a very good job. And that's not how I felt during the animated series at all. Like, you 100% almost forgot that Bruce Wayne has no superpowers at all because he was able to, like, you know, keep up with everyone. No. Like, I still fucking hate that Lex Luthor the out of the uh oh, the uh, Snyder verse. Yes, I hated him so bad. Because I, I wanna know what that dude looks like that voices Lex Luthor in the other series because I'm like, if you look good, I mean What's the it's like, what's the 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 isn't it like an old spice commercial where it's like, ladies, look at your man. Now look at me. Look at your man. No, look at, and that's how I feel between like the animated Lex Luthor and oh. the Snyder Cut version of Lex Luthor. It's like eh. it's not connecting. Yeah, I, 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 and I think another thing was it's like, um, you know, I think they gave more depth to the villains because in a lot of the other series, you know, you'd be like, yeah, there's a villain. What's he doing? Oh, he's doing this, and this one was like. Sometimes they had really sad fucking stories, and you're like, well, I did not come here to be depressed. I see, I came here to see you get your ass beat. Um, whatchamacallit, I freaking, I love Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. There were some of the best um, storylines, the best character depictions. Um, tell me you didn't love love but also hated the storyline of hot girl and john stewart right oh my god like she was like even she was like dude you're fucking taping me out like he was weird he's like i had a vision that we were supposed to be together forever oh and it turns out you know, we, you know, were killed by this dude poisoning this thing because you fell in love with, uh, what was, it, what was, uh, what was Green Lantern's name? John Stewart. John Stewart, yeah, that bullshit where it's like, oh, that, you know, you were cheating on me with John Stewart and you broke my heart. And it's like, dude, 
I'm glad what? you calm the fuck down. Well, because like, okay, I shipped Hot Girl and John Stewart, right? Like, yeah. I love them together. And then when you were were found finding out about like Hot Girl's real thing, and then didn't it come to be that she in fact was a spy the whole time that she was in the Justice League to she was like a bull. I don't know. There was like something with it that I was like, oh, why did they do this? <laughs> oh yeah, and and is that the other part you were talking about too? Sorry, I was thinking you were talking about like where it's like, oh, there was the story of them being lovers in the past. Oh yeah, that's the, that. that's like the typical like Hawkman and Hawkgirl storyline. I was talking more so of like the one where like Hawkgirl was lying this whole time. And I was like, oh, yeah. wait. It was, it was it was so hard for them to trust her again. Uh, I did think it was a little sad when they're like, by the way, since you did this, you know, all those people died. You know, and the dude you love died. And it's like, thanks. I guess. It's like, I didn't need to be bummed out like that. If you could just not. <laughs> your, your death depressed me. Can you not? Can, can you just not die? Can you my just- thing? Jesus Christ, but, um, you know, there is that, and also, like, as I said, I grew up watching those, so, to give you an example, um, I know a lot of people, their Green Lantern is Hal Jordan, but for me, my Green yeah. Lantern is Jon Stewart, because that's who, oh, he's I, great. that's who I grew up with, and then my Flash was Wally West, it wasn't Barry Allen, it was Wally West, so when, um, I remember when the Flash show on CW came out and it was like, oh, it's going to follow Barry Allen. I was like, who the hell is Barry Allen? Where's Wally I West? <laughs> I, I still get confused between I'm like, who? Huh? Which one? Who are you? <laughs> who are you people? Who are you people? Yeah, that's how I felt. But no, I love Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. I love Martian Manhunter. Like that's my version of Manhunter. They were all great, and Wonder Woman was great. Superman was great. Like I loved all of them. Um, Can I still say how weirdly I felt being uh, a a fucking loving Dark Side growing up? Yeah, even Dark Side was great. Like I'm sorry, whatever that shit was that they gave us in the Snyder verse was fucking trash. Sorry. Sorry, but nuts. You know what I think I always liked? Oh, no. Um, you know what I think I liked about Dark Side, especially like those kind of shows, was, you know, a lot of times when there's a villain, which we need to watch the that Apocalypse movie together because it looks really good, and I've been trying to watch, like, clips of it, mm-hmm. is that Dark Side has a habit of he doesn't just kill. It's like, there in like the apocalypse war what he ended up doing was like and it it explains it pretty quickly but he didn't kill batman what he did was he brainwashed him and turned him into like an eternal servant or like wonder woman he didn't kill her he turned her into like a warrior for it's like he was a little smarter like instead of like oh yeah there's strong warrior i'm gonna kill them he's like nah I'm just gonna like Thanos them. I'm just gonna keep them, you know. It's fine. I'm just gonna Thanos them. Um, you know who? I'm sorry. This whole time I've been trying to like look it up. You know who voiced Lex Luthor in like 
the um, Justice League and the Justice League Unlimited. And oh no, who? I don't know if the name Clancy Brown. He was remember in the first season of The Punisher, the the first season of The Punisher, the end of Daredevil season two, Frank Castle's like sergeant who lost his arm. No, ah, uh, his voice is so iconic. You know who he also voices? I think who. Cyrus or Silas from Transformers Prime, the dick that like kept Breakdown's body. I think so. Yep, yeah, he did. It said in the reoccurring role of Agent Silas and Tr- yeah, that he's fucker. been he's been in everything. Like you're like, oh, that dude. <laughs> I, I I'm not okay. I'm oh. not okay. Oh, Brittany, did that kind of like it's still pull- so fresh. It's so, so fresh. But yeah, love Justice League Unlimited. Um, Let's see who I'm going to do. I'm going to pick... Um, So it's been a while since I've seen this cartoon. Um, And I actually never got to watch like the revival of it that happened like a year or so ago. But just know that I loved this show. And it's going to be Samurai Jack. Oh, it was so good. That's a good pick. I was going to say, did you watch Samurai Jack? Oh, I did. And and then it broke my heart. It, there was a lot of pain in that show, Tia. There was a lot of pain. I just love the show because, first of all, I love the animation style. And I love the character of Jack, how he was very silent and I loved his backstory. The villain was a great backstory. So you have at first this story that is you think is going to take place, say, in the past. Um, you know, with Jack, the main character, being a samurai and it being in ancient Japan and all that. And then I love that it literally transported this character into, like, this cyberpunk universe um, that shit was cool. It was so cool. It was like, you know, and when you're younger, you're like, whoa, that's insane. Samurais <laughs> can exist in that kind of reality? What the hell? What? And I just loved it. And again, it's been a really long time since I've seen it. If you have a little bit fresher of memories of it, I'll kick it off to you. But I just, it was one of the shows that I really gravitated to the most when I watched it growing up. I really enjoyed it, and I felt as if it was, this sounds really pretentious to put it in this way, but a higher caliber of, like, quality than other shows that you were watching, because they weren't just, like, you know, shows that I grew up on, like, Two Angry Beavers, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Rocco's Modern Life, freaking A, you know, all these other shows, you know, they're fun and they're hilarious. Johnny Bravo, Animaniacs, you know, but they're dumb, right? They're they're dumb. <laughs> so, you know, you have those shows in comparison to Samurai Jack that had this, like, really deep story and this really great way of storytelling. And you're like, this is great for a fucking cartoon. Right, and I, I, I love the voice acting in it, which, uh, how was his name, the, the evil dude? See, I forget that's, I'm gonna look it up while you're talking, because I should have it in front of me. I'm trying to think, his name was, like, 
Aku. I think it was Aku. You could be right. <laughs> well, I was, you know, his voice actor passed away, and I, I really, I, I wish I could remember his name, but you know, he voiced uh, in, he voiced the grandpa, Grandpa Iroh, you know, in Avatar: The Last Airbender, which I don't know if you ever watched it. But, you know, he was so great at that. And that's why when they redid the series, it's like, it was great to, you know, hear, I think his name was Aku, I'm trying to remember. But, you know, it was definitely hard not being able to hear the old voice of him. But it's like, the new one was really good, but uh, it was pretty, it was pretty heartbreaking, you know, being, you know, more aimed towards adults in this one, they definitely took it where they couldn't go last time. Yeah, um, and I, I don't know why I didn't catch it, because I remember when I saw that it was being revived, I was like, oh, I really want to watch this. Yeah, his name is Aku, you were correct on that. Um, I think in my mind, I've, there's been so many times where I've loved something and then they try and revive it and they absolutely ruin it. So in my mind, I was like, you know, I just want Samurai Jack to live in a nice place in the back of my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, it's like, oh, by the way, um, the voice of him was Mako. Uh Makoto, I think, was his name. But yeah, you voiced Aku, and Aku was amazing. Yeah, no, he was a great, he was a great villain. Um, he was like definitely a great villain to have. And again, I just I love the way the cartoon was designed. I really just enjoyed everything about it. How it was just such a cool merging of two different worlds that you wouldn't think would kind of blend well and they they did for some reason remember how traumatized he was at the beginning which he still was pretty traumatized but you get what i mean like of being in that world after being from what he was yeah by the way do you want want small spoiler yeah no of course i don't mind spoilers he did finally make it home though oh but what happened that's so bad and heartbreaking (laughs) Okay, are you sure you want to hear it? I'm sure. So, thing is, is that he, you end up finding out that I don't know if Aku got, like, this lady pregnant or what, uh, but she ended up having a bunch of daughters, and they were called the daughters of Aku, right? And they're all, like, siblings, and one of them, like, uh, they're all sent to kill Jack, but almost all of them end up dying trying to kill him, but one survives. I think he ends up sparing her, or she gets away, or what. Because he doesn't want to fight them, but I mean, like, they are really trying to kill him. You know what I mean? And, you know, he's not really against, like, killing, killing in general. You know what I mean? But, uh, he ends up when I'm living, you know, she ends up, you know, because they've been brainwashed since birth to kill Jack. And so she, and she's been trained since birth to kill him and all that. Um, they end up falling in love and she turns on a, a coup, right? Well, you know, they work together and Jack finally kills a coup and they, uh, you know, he ends up going back to his home and she goes with him, right? 
But right as they get married, she disappears because she was made from Aku. And with Aku gone, you know, she couldn't exist. And he knew it was going to be that way. And she disappears right at the fucking uh, the marriage ceremony. That's terrible. That's so heartbreaking. (laughs) Why would they do that? Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty heartbreaking. Uh, I cried quite a bit. Uh, I was a little emotionally prepared because they do that in one of my other favorite animes. Um, but yeah, it, it they do something like where, that where the girl disappears on their um, on their wedding day, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And the husband just stands there smiling because it's like they knew it was gonna happen, but they loved them. Ugh. So why would they so, yeah, want to make us? Why would they want to make us feel like that? That's just wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Why does Nico from Grand Theft Auto want to make us feel? Oh, Nico. <laughs> I regret um, nothing. Oh my god, I regret everything. But yeah, so that's, right. my, that's my number seven. Brittany, what's your number six? Uh, let me see. Um, I did Justice League. I'm going to go with steven universe you love that show (laughs) yeah i was so obsessed because you know steven universe i I think when i first originally saw it on my little brother was watching it and i was like man this really looks like a little kid show and that was coming from me loving like kid shows right but i didn't fully understand what the show was and as all great things happened to me, uh, it showed up in my YouTube algorithm, a song. And I was like, there's fucking songs on this? And I was like, but it's not going to be catchy. But it's going to be like a little kid song. And I went, oh, no, it's amazing. Oh, no. And so I ended up watching everything. Um End up listening to all the songs, ended up watching, like, waiting for the episodes coming out. I cried some episodes. I, it was, uh, it was very depressing in a lot of places because, you know, they focus on abusive relationships. They, uh, you know, being so dependent on another person that your world revolves around them or, you know, dealing with not feeling like a part of yourself. Uh, I think they had, like, their first, like, very even though uh in steven universe the gyms are all very uh sorry for it they're i think they're all genderless but they all take the form of like female you know like body wise you know and appearance wise but the thing is is like to have them kissing was a big deal because even though you know they said that but to have it like in an actual cartoon where it's been hard for them to accept things like that in front of you know uh, you know when child audiences and everything it was like a really big deal and I don't know I just thought the show was so sincere there's so much you know the finale depressed me pretty bit because uh you know you have Steven who's focused you know on you know dealing with his mother's legacy as their leader right and realizing she wasn't it could kind of took a twist on um you know you know, normally, like, there's the dead mother, and you're trying to fill her footsteps, right? But in this, it's like the mother starts out great, and you're like, oh, she's the villain. But not the villain. She just wasn't as great as she said she was, right? 
Right. And you realize she had to do a bunch of fucked up things for them to survive. Because it's kind of like Transformers, they were at war, right? And, you know, him dealing with that. And it is very realistic. But, God, it was intense for a show. Is, uh, after, you know, they do a time skip and Steven's an adult, he's dealing with fucking PTSD of all the shit he went through as a child in basically this war, you know, which they don't ever really focus on. But he ends up having, like, panic attacks, like, freakouts. He gets violent. And, you know, seeing him as the sweet kid, but it's like, it was very real, but it was so real it was painful. You know what I mean? Like, the whole show is intense, and all the songs are fucking good. I couldn't help send you, but all of them. I'm so sorry. I was going to say, there was a hot second where every day Britney's like, can I send you this uh, song from Steven Universe? And it was never just one song. It was always like four. <laughs> I, it was like, uh, one more. One more. One more. Yeah, so I never watched Steven Universe just because probably I had the same mindset that you did before you started watching it where you were like, oh, this looks pretty, like, kiddish. Um, yeah. And that wasn't something that, like, I was interested in at the moment. I don't think I necessarily liked the new style and direction of cartoons. Because I'll admit, like, just tell me if you think I'm thinking about this, you know, wrong or whatever but don't you feel like cartoons have gotten like really like childish and i know they're cartoons it's like like the style has gotten very like not like infantized i'm not trying to say that but very like it's like but a little but yeah well it's like teen titans you know was so grungy and like not grungy but like it was a little more like anime right and yeah. now it's like Teen Titans go, and I'm like, this is disgusting. I hate it. Well, and then also a lot of times it's also the subjects because, um, what you calls it? You know, if you go back and watch cartoons that were meant for children 20, 30 years ago, there's a lot of things in there that would go over a child's head. But as an adult, you're like, oh, that's a little, you know, adult. But I sometimes catch shows now. And they're so, you put it correctly, infantized. Um, So that's how I feel personally. And I felt that a little seeing the animation style of Steven Universe. But people love Steven Universe. I see people not just just you. I've seen people talk about it. And I think it's great to have a cartoon that did have such a progressive like story and idea to it and I I'm sure there was backlash but I never really saw any sort of backlash towards the show for that um and I think that's great to have like it's an outlet and I think that that's important to have kids watch a show like that yeah and I I think that that's such a thing because it's like um there's parts about dealing about like feeling inferior or feeling like like you were born you know i'm trying to think of the word for it because it's kind of like there's a character in it that her kind like of gym are born huge and like you know super strong but her she didn't end up forming correctly and so she's very tiny for her kind of gym and it's like oh shit or 
and it was like a lot of classism too because pearls were meant to be servants and you know there's parts where pearl you know in the show you know just being called pearl you know is basically kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for uh she's what's it called when you call some treat somebody differently because of uh, prejudice there's a prejudice you know, against her because they're like, oh, you know, oh, look at the pearl thinks she can actually do anything. You know, don't you basically like know your place type situation? It's like, well, fuck, what the shit? Yeah. So it's like it gets intense. I don't know. I loved it though. I feel like um, Steven Universe came out during the time of things like Adventure Time, right? That yeah. that kind of started very fun and non-serious and then got more serious as it went because oh you, my god because if you watched adventure time it took such a crazy turn um and i feel like that was the same thing with steven universe i know it got very like i love adventure time but holy shit <laughs> by the way and i know it's not like always their intention to kind of go that way but when you're watching you're like everything's great and then you're like oh yeah they actually had like an atomic war and you know the characters you see are actually mutated from you know the nuclear fallout from that atomic bomb and it's like that did kind of ruin adventure time for me because i was like i wanted a fun show that i could shut my brain off and watch and then suddenly it's like now i'm really depressed Oh, I know. I, do you know how many times I cried over freaking Marceline's song with uh, Simon? Holy shit. I even cried during her song where she asked her dad why he took her french fries. And it's like... Oh, I know! <laughs> and I'm like, why is Marceline... Marceline the Ice King were the most depressing characters in that freaking show. But anyway... Going back to Steven Universe, um, I think that's a great pick. I just, it's funny now, not, I realize now how long it's been since you sent me a YouTube video of their songs. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. <laughs> After this podcast, Brittany's like, so, uh, wanna- so. <laughs> would Our you old, like, old old pal, you, you know what time it is. You know um the movie Frozen where it's like, do you want to build a snowman? It's like, do you do you want to listen to Steven Universe? <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> oh, can, I you, can I tell you something really quick that's like really stupid and kind of like off course with this, but it just reminded me of it. And yes. you, you as a listener should listen to this as well obviously um in gta 5 when you're playing as the character trevor and you pick up people you have the option to either take them to the destination that they ask you to or you can take them to a cult so i have so i had seen that that was possible to do beforehand like on a youtube video so and the thing is the reason why you want to do this right because at first you're like that sounds awful but the reason why you want to do this is a the first two times you get a thousand dollars each but then this third time 
they bring you into the cult and then you kill everyone and then you get up to a hundred thousand dollars. So I was trying to constantly find people to bring there. So literally I'm sitting there with my controller driving around as Trevor and I'm singing, do you want to go to a cult? Oh my god. Why you should stream. That shit's funny. And you get so one track mind about it. You're like, this is the thing I'm doing. I will not stop until I complete it. This is mine. Oh yeah, no, I was in the middle of like I was in the middle of the story mode and it's like I couldn't give a shit less. It's like all I wanted to do is just play as Trevor and drive around and be like, who would like to go to a cult? What? Are you going to write a thesis on him? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I know that was really, really random, but I feel like there was no there was no way that I ever could slide that in without making it just so random. And I was like, I need no, to say I this. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, if I stream that, definitely. But then people would be like, what's wrong with this girl? <laughs> The, the the answer is everything but okay everything um but yeah steven universe great number six i'm going to hit number five um what's you call it i really love this show and i wish they would come back with it you know it, it feels as if it didn't get enough love even though people do love it but it's gargoyles Please tell me you watch Gargoyles. Holy shit. Oh my god. That that took me somewhere. I wasn't prepared to go <laughs> to it. I money for this trip right now. Or is this shit free? Wasn't it amazing? It was the best three seasons of an animated show ever. Um, this is the shit that makes people scalies, Tia. This is the shit that makes people scalies. What the hell is that? A skelly is like uh, someone that's like a furry, but they prefer reptile creatures. All right. Well, I was going to say that definitely that show awoke something. (laughs) 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 Why do they want us to fuck these non-human creatures? (laughs) It's like, I'm watching this. I am a prepubescent teen. Um, or what's the name? The main gargoyle, because yeah, yeah, no, me and you on the same page. People are like, "Whoa, where did this podcast go?" But don't blame me. Blame the people who made this fucking show. Yeah, fucking Goliath. We never stood a chance. No, this shit was the best. I love. First of all. I love the aesthetic of it. It was all dark and mysterious. And I love them being the statues and coming to life and like all the different characters. And you know, it was so great. It was so like rock 80s looking, which when did it come out? I'm trying. It came out in 1990. I'm actually uh, 1994. Okay. Holy shit. So, you know, I mean, not that far away from like the 80s and everything. So you can see where that sort of, um, you know, inspiration and influence came from. And I just loved the whole feel of it. It was badass. The characters were awesome. Goliath was the motherfucking best, but they all were great. Um, And I didn't realize as a kid watching it, but 
I find out as I'm older, it literally was only three seasons. And I was, and it was so good. Like, where's the love for this show? The show <laughs> is the best show ever. I, I, I feel like, um, who was that one female uh, gargoyle that was like, can you stop being a bitch for five seconds? And then you realize their story's actually pretty tragic. But I'm like, guy, can you just not for five seconds, please, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm trying to look like the Manhattan clan, the protagonist. You have Goliath, Hudson, Brooklyn. I loved Hudson. I loved Hudson. Where's the... Hudson was the one that was like Ratchet. No, no, no. I'm trying to say like... there's Oh, Demona. Demona or Demona or whatever the fuck her name was. I was like, can you calm down, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's like it's been. Oh yeah, no, I remember her. Oh, fucker! I love the animation though. The animation is so good. It's like I loved this fucking show. I want to grow some wings at this point. And just I like, know. <laughs> what did it awaken? And they're like, we, they're like, there's something wrong with the kids. But look what we're giving the kids to watch. <laughs> Like, look at this. What were they trying to do to us? <laughs> You're going to put me on a kick again. I need you to stay away from it. Holy shit. No, Don't this... reawaken something. I already have enough issues to deal with. You know what was cool, too, about this show? Like, you know, it had its fun moments, but, like, the gargoyles were badass. And they, like, Goliath and shit could be scary at times. Like, it was just, and I know I keep saying, like, I'm trying to stop saying that constantly, but I'm trying to articulate my feelings of this cartoon. Meanwhile, it's been so long since I've actually watched it, but I and I know I just said before that when they do revivals of old cartoons, they tend to suck, but I would love if someone could bring this back and bring it back right because the fact that it was only three seasons is insane to me and i, and I don't know if we ever got probably got an ending but i was gonna say uh you know what's crazy being so upset you know when the eggs like got smashed like yes. when they're in the past and like i was devastated as like i was like no not their eggs it was so good i'm just i need to watch what is this on? Where can I watch this show? Now? I, I'm gonna look it up right now. I, I need to know. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Oh no, I'm in danger. Are we in? We're in danger. Are we? Are we about to start this? We're about to start this. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Top ten is uh, done for the night. We're going to watch yeah, some gargoyle. <laughs> It was a oh, really man. good show. It was a really good show. Um, and, oh, I'm seeing Jordan Peele reportedly wants to make a Gargoyles movie. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him, yeah. <laughs> but, Give- but the guy has to be played by uh, by Henry Cavill. That, that's my demands. Oh, my God. Body type-wise, definitely. <laughs> I mean... What the shit? What has happened to us? What happened to the stream? Tia, 
Not stream, sorry, podcast. I'm in I'm in stream mode, Tia. You're in stream mode. I'm God. living in the future over here, bitch. No joke. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Um <laughs> I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but Gargoyles was awesome. If you've watched Gargoyles, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I'm sure that you agree with me. I don't know anyone who's actually watched Gargoyles and said, like, oh, this isn't a good show if you don't know the show then yeah i give you a pass but i've never heard anyone say hey it, that was a bad show so um whomever is in charge of figuring out what gets rebooted and revived um revive this shit because we need it now anyway um gargoyles is my number five Brittany, what's your number four I, I feel like I can't compare to that. Like, I just didn't <laughs> expect that to... Woo! Okay. Um, let's see here. Woo! Uh, I'm going to go with Transformers. I think I'm going to end up going with uh, Transformers Prime. Yes. Just because that's how we became friends. That's exactly it is. It is. It started this. Uh, God, how long have I been like withstanding you? <laughs> but I'm wearing out to you. I'm wearing you out. Were, you were um, 19. You were 19 okay. when we. Oh, met. I'm about to be 27. That's a long ass time. <laughs> That's a long ass time. Yeah. So, you know, I always love Transformers, you know, growing up, the Transformers Armada, Transformers Beast War, Armada, Energon, Cybertron, and then Prime, and then animated, you know, well, sorry, it was animated and then Prime, but they were also good, and I think what was really a standout for Transformers Prime is that they went into, you know, before that, which, Tia, I, I know you you kind of more towards Transformers Prime, but you know, G1 was, you know, hand-drawn. And then they went into Beast Wars, which was kind of like that fucked up, like, you remember when, like, the world went into that weird phase where they're like, this is a great idea. And it's like, this is not a great idea. This is terrifying. Beast Wars is unwatchable. I, and this comes from a hardcore Transformers fan. Beast Wars is unwatchable. The character, great. Development, great. The actual animation, fucking awful. But, you know, Armada went back into being hand-drawn. And then Energon went back to the fucking, like, looking like i don't know how to say um you know where they try really hard to make them almost like blockish yeah. like you feel like you could grab them and twist them and and i don't mean that in a good way but you know uh then we had cybertron which was the same way but a little better done uh except oh and what else then animated went back to being drawn. Uh, I don't know if it was hand drawn, but you go know what I mean. And then Prime really finally did the animation right, where it was like it felt like it was realistic in a way, but not in the sense where you're like, this is so fucking jarring, like Uncanny Valley, like where they're trying too hard to make it look ultra realistic. And the characters were great. I love Mako. Um, I don't remember the rest of their names. I really only remember Marco's name. But, you know, Knockout was great. Breakdown was great. Megatron was fucking amazing in that series. I thought that was one of the best Megatron that actually showed a lot of, like, depth to his character. You know what I mean? Like, to him, it wasn't like, 
you know, sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, he's a bad guy. But it explains that, yeah, him and Optimus were besties and, you know, they wanted to change Cybertron and Optimus got picked instead of Megatron and he threw a big hissy fit about it. End of story. What else can I say? But um, I know Tia, um, Tia's in the boat that super loved Transformers Prime. Um, the the, the, the uh, fandom isn't always great. So freaking, I like, I never really was into Transformers, right? I freaking um, watched, I think, the first three Transformers movies and just got really tired of them. <laughs> and yeah. so I never considered myself a Transformers fan. And then one day, you know, God, now at this point, so many years ago, um, me and my boyfriend, Paulie, were not living together at the time. So I go over his house and he's watching Netflix and he's like, you know, I don't know if he had, I think he had watched it beforehand. He was like, you got to sit down and watch this with me. It's like watching just a great movie, right? That's how the episodes felt. And I was so hooked. I was so hooked. I remember being excited to be like, okay, I'm coming over. Let's watch Transformers Prime. Um, right. <laughs> and I just love the freaking show like so much. Um, I love the animation style of it. As you said, um, this was the first show to me at least, you know, that I got a real cons- like a real grasp of the, um, you know, their species and what they went through and really thought that they lived in a society prior to their time on earth. And I enjoyed Megatron and Optimus Prime's interactions with each other. Um, I didn't find the humans really that intrusive. I was listening to some other people who said that they disliked it because it focused a lot on the humans. But in my mind, I didn't feel that way. Um, they were there. I find them quite annoying. They they weren't like, oh my god, oh my god, robots. They were just like, yeah, there's robots. We're just we're vibing. That's fine. Yeah, I didn't feel like they ever took too much of the story, but maybe that's just me. Um, and they made the Decepticons personable. Because that's the one thing you don't get from the Dude, Michael Bay robots. You, that's the one thing you don't get from the Michael Bay movies, right? In this, you get a real taste of like who Starscream is, who. Um, oh my god! You mean the massive dick baggy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Who's who is the um, ah? Who is the the? the bad woman on the Decepticon side, Arachnid. Arachnid? Who fucking, like, kills R.C.'s partner in front of her face where the blood splashes up on her face. I'm sorry, Energon splashes up on her face. Yeah, what the fuck kind of kid bullshit is that? That wasn't she, kid-friendly. She was scary. That's, like, she scared the shit out of me. But, yeah, I love R.C. I love Bumblebee. Bumblebee was my favorite in this um ultra magnus freaking knockout was great um played by darren norris who just has like such an iconic voice but 
I loved all of it. And I love Soundwave. I liked his design. I know that the design was like super. Oh, it's so cool. It's super different than what we've seen before, but I was okay with it. Um, I just love it. <laughs> I love this. I'm like looking at the cast of characters and I'm like, I love this show. This show is so good. <laughs> you know what's funny is um, I'll still get messages that are like, please finish this fan fiction. I'm like, you poor fucking suckers. This shit's never going to be finished. It's dead. It's never coming back. <laughs> I have so many fan fiction stories like that. Like not even, not even in just Transformers, just in general, right? Yeah. And that I feel bad at because I never did anything with them. And it's, you know, sorry. <laughs> but I... <laughs> they're like please finish it and you're like uh uh, uh, you sucker well i just think about all of the freaking stories that i loved reading of other people's and then you know you see that they're incomplete and then you're like okay i wonder when they're gonna update and you look at the last time it was updated it was like four years prior and you go oh it's never getting updated it's never gonna happen (laughs) was poor fuckers i did that actually with one story i forget which um franchise it was for but i literally did that where i hadn't worked on it in three years and suddenly i had this massive inspiration literally update i'm like hey guys i know it's been like three years but here's a new chapter (laughs) i think like a big thing for me is it's like been so long since I've written anything of anything in general that I feel like my writing style would be so different that it would almost all need to be rewritten from scratch to make it not embarrassing for me to reread unless somebody's gonna be like, Well, that got a lot better. Not to like, you know, and like a two to harm, but it's a lot different of a nineteen year old, you know, kid fucking writing shit compared to an actual adult the sex scenes would be a lot better a lot better you know (laughs) not being a child Um, (laughs) you know actually it's so funny yesterday i went back on uh fanfiction.net because a few years ago back when i was still really writing fanfiction i had moved over to archive of our own because they're just so less restrictive than fanfiction.net is. Um, And I feel as if fanfiction.net has taken a lot of shit down, because I was looking in the SSX Tricky um, section, and there's only 300 fanfictions, and I know for a freaking fact that back in the day there was at least like a thousand. Um, so they definitely took shit down. So I feel bad for fan fiction writers now because it's, I never felt this archive, if I never felt that archive of our own got to like the status of fanfiction.net and fanfiction.net. Those were good times. They were great times. Remember, like, when you would have to, like, put in, like, your email for them to, like, send you an invite, and it could mm-hmm. take, like, seven days for them to actually verify you, or in that if you had somebody already in it, they could suggest you because they knew you were, like, I guess, like, safe, and it's, like, they were intense back in the day. Can I tell you one thing that was so cool about fanfiction.net? 
and this is something about me that um I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that I was like a big deal because I wasn't, but I was recognizable on fanfiction.net because there were plenty of times I had a few stories that did really well, especially when I was writing in the um Christopher Nolan like Batman universe. Um and oh, there were shit. and there were a few times where I commented like uh, I reviewed other people's stories. They'd message back and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe TC Stark is is viewing my thing." And it's like, "Oh my god, calm down. I ain't good." <laughs> That's the best feeling where you're like, "Yes, recognize me." But I'm doing the gosh darn thing. But that was possible on fanfiction.net. I don't know if that's possible on Archive of Our Own, which makes me even more mad still to this day that the likes of E.L. James' work could get recognized. And there are so many other fanfiction writers out there that put out quality work and Fifty Shades of Grey is the one that got international recognition. So... uh there is a whole part of TikTok where uh, there's a bunch of people that love writing, like, fairy porn. And I was like, I didn't know that was a thing, but I'm intrigued. Thank you. There's a thing. There's all types of things on TikTok. All types. And I'm all sorry. Bad. I don't mean to sound, like, hateful or anything, but I've read some amazing freaking shit. And when I read Fifty Shades of Grey, I still sat there and said... God, this is what people think of fan fiction writers. When in reality, I've read fan fiction that could top most books that are actually sold out there. Did you have a moment where you're like, why did I pay for this shit? I could have just read something for free ten times better. I I read this I read this freaking story by this one girl who wrote a Harley Quinn story. And it was a dark Harley Quinn one, right? And this is a quick breakdown really quick. It was a Harley Quinn one where it was Harley Quinn was like, what's the one where you like being hurt? Is that masochism? Um, she was, yeah, uh, masochism because sadism is where uh, like you like to hurt other people. Right. She was like, so the whole thing was still her as a psychologist at um, Arkham. But she was like a closeted masochist, gets into this relationship with the Joker, and it's super sadomasochism. She realizes by the second one that it's unhealthy, breaks up with him, gets with Hush, but realizes that Hush cannot satisfy her in the way that the Joker can. And her having to deal with herself in the fact that she wants to go back to the Joker for that reason it was insane <laughs> you're like this should have been the one that won, this uh, won. The one that every won. time that girl put out a new chapter it was like I, you know when you're like sitting there and you have your like head on the table and you're just like banging the table with your fist because you're just so excited you're like yes <laughs> The best was like when they uh you almost like didn't feel like stressed out, but you would almost feel like a hyper like reaction where you suddenly get very like just like your body's like I'm burning up, I'm sweating. Like I guess it was the definition of I need a cold shower. <laughs> oh my god, people are gonna listen to this and be like, no, 
you two are exactly what we thought fan fiction writers were like and it's like you know all right I'm sorry I'll take, <laughs> it. I'll take it but anyway Brittany uh fantastic uh Transformers Prime it's the show that literally brought us together as friends um and, I, and I'm not saying that uh hypothetically like oh they you know met on Twitter or something and talked about no 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 we literally met because she was writing Transformers Prime fan fiction and I commented on it and it went from there <laughs> and that we was our friendship <laughs> and now I don't write anymore because I'm pathetic and stupid but hey at least I got a friendship out of it and you're <laughs> never getting rid of me ever I don't really write fan fiction anymore um I haven't really had the time to write anything other than articles um but i still to this day am working on another book um i for those who are listening i like years ago i literally six seven years ago self-published two books they're on amazon prime not amazon prime sorry they're on amazon kindle uh you can read them they're free now at this point but read them they're free you have nothing else to lose but I am still working on my third book, and I, I sound like George R. R. Martin, who literally has said that he's been working on the latest Game of Thrones book for the past 10 years. And it's like, I want to get mad, but I relate because <laughs> I've been working on a third book for the past five years. And I probably haven't touched it in about a year. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, you know no big deal. One day, maybe before I'm 40. I'll uh, finish it, but... What are you talking about? You're going to stay young forever. Not that 40s old, but you get me. I get you. I don't even want to think about it. I turned 31. I'm trying to contend with the fact of t- of lying to myself and telling myself that that's not old. <laughs> You're not but, old, baby girl. Thank you. Um, so my number three, speaking about Harley Quinn, is Batman the Animated Series. Yes! I knew uh, when I was talking about just like, I was like, if Tia doesn't say Batman, <laughs> if Tia doesn't say Batman. You want to talk about, we? I recognize that the common theme here is us talking about shows that were the shows that defined characters for us and Batman the Animated Series absolutely defined Batman for me. It defined the Joker for me, Harley Quinn, every, Poison Ivy, Two-Face, every character that is in the Batman roster was defined by Batman the Animated Series. I love this show. Um, it is a show that I couldn't wait to watch. If I if it was on and say I was at school or I was at a, you know, if I was taking gymnastics or softball, you know, whatever activity I was involved in and I couldn't be at home to watch it I would literally record the episode on a VHS tape and come home and watch it I love I love the series I love the series so much um the opening the opening didn't it feel so like 1930s noir it felt very like like corrupt and things like that I oh Batman was awesome. Bruce Wayne was awesome. I love, I love the whole detective thing. And I even love Robin in it. Um, and I'm never really the hugest fan of Robin, but I like Robin in Batman the Animated Series. I love the Scarecrow. 
I can ramble on and on and on of how much I loved this series. But before I pass it to you, Brittany, I don't know if you have a favorite episode, but my favorite episode, and I still remember it to this day, is the episode where Batman is tricked into going to Arkham Asylum and all of the inmates have broken out and they hold a um, a, a a court. They hold court for him where the Joker is the judge and they're pretty much putting him on tri- and they're pretty much putting Batman on trial. So fucking yeah, I'm good. I'm trying to remember it because that was really, I'm trying to think what my, I know that I really like the Joker when he looks like the spy versus spy. I know I can always say that. That is true. He, he did. looks like spy. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It was just like the way he like looked. I I don't know exactly how to explain it. But um, I'm trying to think if there was a favorite episode. I just man, what do I remember more than anything? I mean, you I don't know have to. Like, I just, that episode always stood out to me. Or the episode. It's so weird for me to not even be able to think of an episode. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm tired because I love that show so much, but that's why it bothers me. I can't think anything off the top of my head right now. I really enjoyed the depiction of Scarecrow. Um, I enjoyed so much about it. Poison Ivy was great. Um, I loved Harley Quinn. This was uh, a lot of people may not realize this, but Harley Quinn was not introduced in the comics. Harley Quinn was introduced in this show. Um, so people I mean, loved her. Obsessed. I was obsessed. I loved Harley Quinn. It, you know, that's why I really like Margot Robbie's rendition of Harley Quinn because I feel it's the closest that we could get to Batman the anime series version. But yeah, Bruce but she's Wayne, the right amount of playful but also insane. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Wayne was great. I loved him and Alfred. <laughs> they were so like. There's just so much to love about this series. So it was sassy. It was action packed every single episode. Um, there are a lot of really great storylines. There was a really good Mr. Freeze storyline, if I'm not mistaken, too. Didn't um, that Mr. Freeze, didn't he kill his parents? I can't really remember. Because um, it has been a long time, but I just remember no, that. I, I do remember that every episode, um, every villain had their own contained episode that really explored them further um wasn't it in that show too that they established that poison ivy and two-face had dated or harvey dent and dr pamela isley or something had dated and i was like oh that's interesting (laughs) that's interesting i like that that's interesting but um because wasn't her whole thing that she started injecting herself with poison, so her kisses were literally toxic. I think so. I God, I don't remember because her story changes so much, and it's been so long since I've seen it. I also like, didn't that Batman also set up for the Justice League Batman, like the way his suit was? Uh, yeah, I always wondered, um, 
I think that Batman the animated series is supposed to be a precursor to Justice League. Like, you have Batman the animated series, you have Superman the animated series, and I believe that those two led up to the Justice League. So we're supposed to, you know, feel like that's this because that's the same Joker and that's the same Lex Luthor from the separate series. Yeah. Uh, wait, repeat that last part. That last part, it cut out for a second. I was saying that um, in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, right, the the Joker and the Lex Luthor that we have are the same characters from the individual series. So I that, think that, yeah. Not, because, like, with Superman animated, it was almost exactly the same, too. Yeah. Did you ever watch Superman the MA series? I didn't watch it as I, I much. Barely, I barely remember it because I was so much more obsessed with Batman. Batman was so much cooler. Well, because he was so, like, dark and brooding. Um, and just working in the shadows. I think that's like, describes a lot of how her life is. <laughs> I will say with um, Superman the anime series, the one episode for me that always sticks out is the episode of Metallo, who was obsessed with Lois Lane, and once he becomes like metal, he tries to kiss her and realizes that he can't feel anything. Oh, um, yes, I know who you're talking about because Metallo was he the one? Yes, that's depressing. That's depressing as hell. It like, was um, isn't he going to be in a new show or a new movie, Metallo? I think you're thinking about the fact that there were plans to make Scoot McNary Metallo after oh, Batman yeah. versus Superman. And then... Well, I'm depressed again. Thanks, Tia. <laughs> but yeah, Batman the anime series is just like, as any any nerd or geek like grew up with that show and loves that show. And I feel as if, again, that's the defining show for Batman um and I grew up loving Batman that's the thing as much as I shit on current DC movies and it may seem as if I've gotten people literally who've said oh you're just like an MCU fan um and you hate DC and I sit there and go I don't hate DC I grew up with DC I didn't grow yeah, up yeah it's such a big part of our childhood I it's didn't... okay to criticize. Criticizing doesn't mean hate. Exactly. To me, I sit there and go, you have no idea about how I grew up. I didn't grow up knowing any Marvel characters. You know, you think I knew who the hell Iron Man was before Robert Downey Jr. played him? Hell no. I knew who Batman was because I grew up with Batman. I played with, oh my God, Catwoman was the best in Batman. Like that, okay. So I always Can shit question myself. Yes, me too. Me too. I will say in in Batman the animated series, there was a romance between Bruce Wayne and Selena, and I shipped it. But then when you watch Justice League and you saw Bruce Wayne with Wonder Woman, you're like, I shipped that too. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what? That's how fucking harem fucking fan fiction happens. You give people too many choices. Holy shit. Yeah, what are you doing to us? You showed us in one show that he he went really well with Catwoman, and then you're showing us in another show that he goes really well with Wonder Woman. 
what's going on here? And then Batman goes, oh no, I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, Batman the Animated Series is just top tier animation. It's a requirement for anyone who is a self-proclaimed uh, superhero fan. You love Batman the Animated Series. And if you don't, I, I don't know. You just didn't have a chance. You're lying. You're lying. <laughs> but, um, You're lying. Uh, Brittany, let's move on. Unless you have anything else to say, we can move on to number two. I was going to say, I'm going to have to go with my uh, my new big favorite right now, the new uh, Invincible show, which I'm going to try to avoid spoilers since there was so much that happened in the finale just happened. I want to ruin it for anybody. But the freak, like, it brought back my old love of, like, Justice League. Like, you know, I still love those things, but it's like the thought of, like, oh, there's all these characters. There's all... It made me want to write fan fiction again. And I have not had that kind of feeling in a long, long time. But the characters that they have, the, the build-up, you know, there's not often times that we have, like, you know, where where they are just the son of a hero. You know, sometimes you have, like, oh, Superman's clone. You know, uh, Superboy. I think, is that what they called him? Boy Wonder? No, that's that's Robin. Sorry. Um, but, you know, they they kind of, like, were Robin where he's, you know, kind of brought in. But to have, like, a superhero whose father is the, you know, sh- world's strongest, you know, superhero and, you know, the amount of stuff he can do and figuring out that things aren't quite the way that they seem, say, with Omni-Man, as we found out in episode one. That's not a spoiler that he uh, killed the entire Justice League. And, you know, everybody's trying to figure out why that happened, even though, you know, nothing's certain yet. And having that over and having a character who you know, so badly wants to be like their father and be strong and, you know, be what people can rely on. And you just kind of figuring out, you know, he is half alien, as they state, you know, he's half uh, Viltrumite or, yeah, Viltrumite, I had to think of the name for him. But to have a character that's like, he's a late bloomer, you know, they're trying to figure out if he was going to have the powers or not, you know, and kind of that struggle that you see Omni-Man is, you know, starting something that you don't quite know into the finale of what truly is going on or if you're like watching reading the comics but you know i've posted about you know saw i sobbed so hard in the finale to you i had people looking at me in my car funny like that's how fucking bad i was sobbing at the college uh because i was like oh they have the scenes because i don't like i don't mind spoilers and that those parts I sent you were fucking just gut wrenching, you know. It's like I don't know. That the only thing I can say with the like without being too spoiler is like uh, you, Dad. I still have you, and it's like just wanted to throw up everywhere. But you know, it was so adult, and I think you know, as sometimes people are like, oh comics are for kids and then you go this is not for kids this is like if you had a child would you let them watch omni-man ripping the literal guts out of a fucking character holy shit that was pretty fucking brutal so i'm probably in the small percentage of people who haven't checked out invincible yet 
But I remember the hype around this show when it first came out, or even before it came out, because the voice cast is just phenomenal. And we got the trailer to view, and I began watching it first. I'm like, okay, this is cool. It's a nice little uh, animated superhero show. Okay, whatever. And then I, then all of a sudden, there's like blood and this and that in the trailer. I'm like, oh, this is not for children. Oh, yeah, I don't. Like something you put on with your kids and go, we're going to watch superhero. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, there's shit that happens. Like, there's legitimate child death in that show, you know, where they really show, like, I think there's, like, one part, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like, um, which, because I, you know, I haven't seen the full, full episodes of every single one of them yet. But I was kind of seeing, like, some flashback parts. And I think there's, like, a part where, like, an Invincible is learning how to save people. And, you know, either having someone's, you know, brain exploded right in front of his face and being, you know, covered in blood. Or, you know, trying to save someone and their arm ripping off because of, you know, either the fight or, you know, the just the sheer trauma of trying to save people. It it's really fucking brutal and you know the main character nearly dies multiple times throughout the series it's fucking insane um you know when so i haven't watched the show as i just said but i've watched clips and everything like that and someone pointed out because invincible is on amazon prime and it seems as if amazon prime has kind of found its niche in the superhero game to do the raunchy um you know more violent superhero stuff that other you know places won't touch because it's like all right you have you have netflix that was doing marvel shows but now they're doing uh jupiter's legacy then you obviously have marvel and dc and it's like okay well what does amazon prime get and they do it well they got the boys and they got invincible and they seem to really have a grasp on what they're doing they're doing so good like you know and my thing is is that there's some it's like i i think they're finding the right balance because you know you don't want someone where it's like oh you know it comes like and i'm not knocking on quentin tarantino but you know it's like being known of just so gory and being gory for gory's sake that you know they really kind of plan out exactly why it would be that way you know like in the boys it's kind of like, what would you do if there is people that are fucking super powered and can't do anything about it? You know what I mean? Well, I just like that it explores a twist, you know, with Invincible and the boys, right? You have Marvel and DC that's always like, okay, the people with powers are the really great ones, and then you have villains. Well, what happens, you know, in the case of the boys in Invincible where you have characters that seem like they're the heroes, but in fact they're assholes. <laughs> yeah. Or like the fucking PR that goes into it. You know, what I liked about Invincible, though, is, you know, a lot of times we do see, um, you know, in the Justice League where they really want to save people while they're fighting. But, you know, it almost comes as not always as a second thought, but, you know, it's not as much spoke about. So I thought it was really interesting with the beginning scenes of it with the Guardians when they're like making sure they don't truly even fight the villains until they're making sure they've completely evacuated everyone 
from the situation before they truly fought to like make sure they had no casualties. So I have a question for you. Who yes. who is worse? Omni Man or Homelander? <sighs> Well, there's there's two different parts to it, and uh, this is where we are getting to spoilers, guys. Um, just a little bit is you have Homelander, right? Mm-hmm. Who you know he's kind of sadistic for sadistic's sake. You know what I mean? Like I hear the like, S's. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's because I wanted to say because of uh, sadistic state instead of sake, and I was trying to get my tongue right. I don't know what was (laughs) wrong with me. Uh, But, you know, with Omni-Man, his deaths are a lot worse because, you know how I said there was legitimate child death in the uh, series um, to teach uh, Mark a lesson where he's trying to show how fragile humans are he grabs mark's head and holds him in front of a subway train so his whole body goes through it and invincible's body is actually killing people through the train and he's getting splattered with like blood of children and stuff and that was pretty horrific uh that fucked me up a little bit uh especially because i really like omni-man but there is the point where Homelander is fucked up and sadistic, and I do think, you know, Omni-Man is, I don't know if he's truly sadistic, or his perception of humanity is a lot more warped, because since he can live to be, you know, multiple thousands of years old, you know, what does a blip of a human life look like to you? And, you know, he was a soldier, he was, you know, um, trained since birth to do a certain thing and to see though we do start to see the humanity of him where he's having flashbacks where it's like you know when he's beating mark so bad and nearly to death and that's why i said i'm like getting into spoilers for the finale but you have a moment where you know he said it like with debbie right he's like oh you know i love your mother but she's more like a pet to me but he keeps having flashbacks of her because he truly loves her, but you almost have a feeling, they almost imply that he's been a soldier so long, because there's parts where when he's beating Mark and he looks so upset, and he almost has to collect himself to start being bad again, to yell at Mark, like, to try to get through to him, so it almost, like, implied that it's like he's been a soldier so long and he's been on a mission for so long because when he's beating mark he's like oh what's another 17 years to make like to start all over and you know have another kid and all this but it's like yeah but that's your son and you're having flashbacks of him being a little baby and just holding him up and just being so happy so it's kind of hard where it's like i think omni man's deaths are super fucked up and super brutal but I think he has a little more uh, leeway for the way that he is having been thousands of years old and being trained as a soldier to do a certain thing and being taught a certain way. I know that's kind of like a long way of saying it, but it's like, I guess Homelander would technically be worse, even though 
you know, we've seen some really fucked up things out of Omni-Man. And I'm not just being, like, an Omni-Man apologist, because he's super fucked up. Like, enough that it made me sick to my stomach when I watched some of those scenes with Omni-Man. But I I think that's just how good the show is, though. The, the character writing, where they were able to make his face convey the emotion that he doesn't want to do something, that he's collecting himself to be strong enough to, you know, yell at Mark, like, you know, get through to him, but also how badly he doesn't want to do those things. And it's crazy that they could animate their face in a way where you really get that idea from them. So, yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, like, with Omni-Man, it, from what I've seen, it seems as if he is a person of... Uh, what's it called he's a person of sanity (laughs) Um, he's just brutal right but he is of sound mind whereas god oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt i was gonna say but you know there is i don't know if you watched it where it gives the history of his people where you know, his own people wiped out half of their population because they said they had to weed out the weak and they killed all of their own people to only be left with the strongest. Yeah. Which is a super messed up environment to grow up in. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, for no, no, no. I was going to say, it, you know, I had only asked the question because what you calls it, Kanan on our official Twitter page had proposed the um, question of who is worse Omni-Man or Homelander and I was going to say that um, as terms of like brutality it seems as if uh, it seems as if Omni-Man has done more of the brutal killings but Homelander is far less um, sane so I feel as if it goes to Homelander only for the simple fact that he really doesn't have his own sound mind or judgment um so that's okay. where the point is man doesn't have a breastfeeding fetish so that you know that kind of, <laughs> yeah, so you know all that that gets some uh i don't care how many people you kill as long as you ain't trying to tuckle over there you nasties that is like, so gross, <laughs> so gross. It's, it's so gross like when that happened i was like well kind of thought homelander was attractive and now i kind of don't I kinda kinda don't. holy shit yeah no 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 but yeah i know that you love invincible people have been loving invincible um dom one of our um associates at geek fabs nation has been reviewing each episode on a weekly basis so you can check those reviews out at geekfabsnation.com he is loving the show he says that it's probably the best piece of animation that he's ever seen um Jawan, I remember every week that we were doing a podcast said that he watched the latest Invincible um episode and he was just blown away. Um so it's definitely something that I have to get on watching wise. Um especially since Invincible has been renewed for two more seasons. So it didn't just get a season two renewal, it got a season three renewal as well. So Amazon Prime is feeling really good about this show. Yeah, it was insane when, you know, we waited so long to see the renewal of certain, like, say, like, American Gods, 
that when something does so good that they're like, we're not only going to give you one more season, we're going to give you two more seasons because we trust you that much. Well, not for nothing, that happened. that's happened every time with The Boys. Um, before season one came out, they already said it's been renewed for a season two. And before season two came out, they said it had been renewed for a season three. So, you know, Amazon Prime, when they know that people like something, they just roll with it. Yeah. If people are going to be like chomping at the bit, because even, you know, so many people come for the next season, even if it didn't do as great as the last one, it's still going to be good enough that people are going to be like, I want another one and another one. And with Invincible, um, that finale left so much on the table that how could you not continue the story? So, yes, um, I agree. Invincible takes the number two spot. Let's get down to the number one, um, and let's just go through the list before we get to number one. So we have uh, X-Men Evolution, Looney Tunes, Justice League, slash Justice League Unlimited, um, Samurai Jack, Steven Universe, Gargoyles, Transformers Prime, Batman Animated Series, Invincible, and my number one, I will admit that I feel as if my number one should be in the same spot that Batman the Animated Series is in and it should have been reversed i misspoke when i put batman down i was like damn it i should put that as the number one but i still love this show and it's a show that i try to put on lists as frequently as possible and it's going to be of course bob's burgers <laughs> oh, shit, bitch. oh shit i don't blame you i do not blame you you can switch around or whatever but bob's burger is so fucking good I mean, I talk about Bob's Burgers all the time, but, you know, I'm going to say it again. It's a fantastic show. I It's currently my favorite, um, I would say, adult cartoon, even though it's certainly not to the degree of something like Invincible. And it's not to the degree of Family Guy or American Dad or South Park, but it definitely touches upon some adult things right um i I don't know how to say that because you know they literally have an episode where the kids find out that their parents are all at a nude beach and (laughs) so i mean like that's not necessarily like kid but it's also not raunchy. So I don't know what category that really falls into. It's just like wholesome fun. It's something I would have loved like if I was still living with my parents to just like watch with them. Yeah, I mean, and the funny thing is, I remember when Bob's Burgers first premiered because I was still living at home with my parents and my parents are big cable network TV watchers. So when you're going through cable network, I remember seeing the commercials for the show and I went to go check it out and I actually did not like the first episode. So I turned it off and I think maybe, I think maybe going back and watching it on Hulu, not having anything else better to watch. I I loved it. I was hooked. It is my go-to show. I love the, I love Bob. I love Linda, the kids. I love their crazy antics. Um, and it, for a really long time, Boss Burgers was my go to sleep show. Like Paulie would tell me that he knew that I was getting ready for bed because I put on Bob's Burgers. Oh shit! <laughs> you pegged. But um, I don't know. It's so good because the thing is, you know, really quick for those who don't 
know the show. I mean, it, it follows Bob and his wife, Linda, and their three insane children. And Bob is trying to maintain a business, a burger shop. And the thing is, and I've seen people pointed out before, I think even Cindy pointed out where it, Bob is actually really good at what he does. It's not like he's a crappy cook. He's really good. It's just he never gets a chance because he comes from humble background and he lives in a block where, you know, more commercial food is accepted, like Jimmy Pesto, who makes really terrible Italian food, but because he relies on gimmicks to get customers, they go there. And Bob wants the quality of his food to stand out. And you see so many times in in episodes that, you know, people will kind of mock him the whole time and then they'll take a bite of his burgers and they're like, oh, my God, this is this is so good. (laughs) I love when he would get the recognition where it's like uh, I'm trying to remember uh, that was like when his uh, his buddy is like wanting to get in on the business with him and he keeps giving him the money. And he was like, you know, I just want to bite of like having, you know, what you had because you have like a great thing. Like when you, it was like the difference of what they saw success as. Right. Because Bob saw his friend who had a shit ton of money, who literally had millions of dollars, really expensive watches and cars. And he's like, he's successful. And I'm literally living with my family above our restaurant in our small apartment, barely making ends meet. And his friend saying, like, you're so successful. You have your own burger shop. You have your amazing family. I wish I had that. And Bob's like, you literally could, you literally just handed me $2 million, but yet you're, I'm a successful one, you know? And that is great. And that was the thing is that his friend wanted to do gimmicks. He wanted to do like a Hawaii tiki sort of gimmick. And Bob said he didn't want that. Um, He literally gave the money back because he said he'd rather have his restaurant live on principle than have it have a gimmick well you know that's kind of crazy it kind of shows like his integrity as silly as for uh, to say kind of like about just like a show show but it's like he's really all true that it would be hard for me like living like that to go well you know my business finally doing good and I can still make good things you know to you know basically give up on all of that just because you want it done right but you know we kind of saw his beginnings with like his dad you know not believing in him yeah and I love how accepting he is as well um there's an episode where his oldest child Tina who is a very awkward teenager um or preteen I forget how old she is I think she's maybe 13 and she realizes that girls her age get their legs shaved or waxed or something you know but she realizes she has like a lot of hair on her legs so she tries shaving her legs it goes terribly and Bob's like all right let's I guess we'll go get your legs waxed and she's so nervous and she's like will you get your legs waxed too and of course Bob doesn't really want to obviously but he doesn't But he does it anyway in support of Tina. And I when, thought that was so sweet. And then what's so cute is after they're leaving and Jean is jealous because the two of them are talking about how great their legs feel. And Bob's like, all right, we're turning around <laughs> because right. he's 
taking Gene to go get his leg slashed. <laughs> right? Like, I thought that was so... He's, he's a great dad. He, he, he may be a shitty business owner, but... No, I'm sure <laughs> You know what I mean, though? But it's like, he's a great dad, though. I don't know how much of the show you watched, but for some reason, it just... Re- I just thought about the episode where, like, remember the thing is that Bob loves Thanksgiving, which I but, also... Like, creepily loves, <laughs> like, he kind of <laughs> wants to make love to the turkey, and I'm concerned. But this is why I love Bob, too, because I, too, love Thanksgiving, and no one talks about it. So the fact that you have a character that says that Thanksgiving is their favorite holiday makes me so happy. But there was one episode where he keeps sleepwalking and taking the turkey and putting it in the toilet. And the whole thing is because he's freaking out over his daughter, Tina growing older and like not being a child anymore. So he's remembering all the times he potty trained her and he's having these like sleepwalking moments where he's literally treating the turkey like Tina, which is weird, but also like kind of cute. You're like, it's cute, but it's weird, but it's cute. I just love Bob's burgers. The characters Linda's are still your mother, though. Hmm? Linda's still your mother, though. Oh, I know. Linda absolutely reminds me of my mom um, in the best of ways because Linda's fun. And that's another thing. Bob is grumpy as hell. Like, there's a famous gif where Linda's trying to get Bob to come out so that they could go to some dinner theater and Bob's like fine I'll go but I'll complain about it the whole time and I love that dynamic (laughs) I love it I love it that's a great pick though thank you thank you so yeah Bob's Burgers ends out the list for us um Brittany before I let you go this evening because it is late and I'm sure you're tired I'm tired so, do you have any honorable mentions before we wrap everything up tonight? I think, uh, oh, I like Gravity Falls. I like, um, oh, what's some of the, oh, Spongebob has to go on there, uh, Gumball. There's a bunch of other ones. I have more than I could really name right now. I just, all those good shows we watched growing up. Yeah, I was just going to say, just look at Look at all 90s cartoons. Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, um, Rocco's Modern Modern Life, Ren Stimpy, Two Stupid, uh, Two, what was it? Uh, Two Angry Beavers, Cat cat Dog, Frickin' Doug, um, Hey Arnold. Doug was good. Hey Arnold was the shit, you know. Um, There's so many, again, just Google 90s cartoons and all of them are just fucking phenomenal much better than what you have today Uh, (laughs) i will say as an honorable mention i gotta put south park down i haven't kept up with south park in years but i watched the hell out of south park growing up and it is such a wrong wrong show (laughs) it's so wrong um i don't Brittany, i don't know how they're still on because if you think about it, it is like the most button pushy, non PC uh, thing out there, and it is still going all these years later. And I'm like, whatever formula they have, 
I guess keep up with it. I think it's kind of like uh, when you have someone who's like, well, that's the way they've been since forever, so I guess they haven't changed. So I don't see them changing anytime soon. Hell no, hell no. So yeah, but um, Brittany, this has been the top 10 best animated shows. Um, please let everyone know where they can find you, what you got going on gonna say you can always find me on twitch at itty bitty brit i'm hopefully i'm hoping after next week i should be finished up with classes so i can go back to my regular schedule i've been severely slacking lately on the the streaming and all that good stuff so that's where you're gonna be able to find me i am going to be picking up a lot more streaming a lot more um and as for twitter you can find me on itty bitty brit zero Yes, absolutely. Please make sure that you check that out. Brittany is a very dedicated streamer who spends lots of hours of her time trying to entertain you all. And if you donate to her, you'll watch her do a cat dance. Nope, 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 nope. As for me, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at TC underscore Stark. Please also make sure you check out geekfivesnation.com. It has links to all of our social media accounts. If you sign up for our bi-monthly newsletter, you'll be able to check out all of our latest and greatest. As I said, our YouTube channel, Geek Fives Podcast, has reached 1,000 subscribers, which is awesome. Please keep that up. Um, I was considering for a hot second like streaming but my thing is that anything i want to stream i don't think i could only because uh, ssx tricky is on the freaking playstation 2 so what am i going to do with that but you know we'll figure out something because even if you did podcasts on there or just you know spoke about shows or you know current things i think you would do amazing Thank you, thank you. It's just, I think I always need a co-host. I don't know if I could do that on my own, because I would need, say, a glass of water. And I, ha- as someone who, um, say, went to school for broadcast journalism and wanted to initially be in radio, I have an immense fear of something called dead air. Um, so the idea of just doing a solo and having to take a pause for something really freaks me out but <laughs> I say, and people understand because like um i can't tell you how many times i've been like i gotta go pee i'll be back chill but you can always put on like uh n- like uh no copyrighted music on just as like background music i put uh, the camera on the cats i guess but again like anyone who's gone to school to try to be in radio knows that the thing they drill into you is that the worst nightmare ever is having a second of dead air. So I don't know. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Thank you everyone for listening. Please give us a like, comment. What is your favorite animated show? And we will see you next week. Happy Mother's Day. Um, And yeah, peace guys. Happy Mother's Day.